Howdy y'all, welcome to the Super Sexy Podcast, where every other week we get together to speculate as to the sex lives of superheroes. It's locker room talk for nerds, geeks, fanboys, and any and all aficionados of pop culture. I'm your host, the living legend of World War III, Matthew J. Theriot. With me as always is a summer soldier and a sunshine patriot, Mr. Andy Taylor. We are the Super Sexy Podcasters. Andy, how's it going? Good. How you doing, Matthew? Uh, all right, all things considered. And uh, actually, that's what I want to start out talking about today. You know, the, the times we're in. This is a time that will try men's souls. It's been easy for us to take our liberty for granted, leaving its defense to men like Andy here and Steve Rogers fighting in distant lands. But now is a time when all of us will be tested as to whether we truly live out Patrick Henry's exhortation, Give me liberty or give me death. There is a very real crisis at hand in which good actors acting in good faith will be looking to curtail fundamental freedoms such as assembly, the exercise of religion, bearing arms, and others, all for the good cause of saving lives. But we must balance life and liberty. Because the rights we surrender now will not so be easily retaken. If Americans are seen as too fearful, too willing to trade their liberties for the sake of health and safety, then bad actors in bad faith will in the future manufacture crises in order to slowly but surely erode and alienate our inalienable rights. Over the coming months, the preservation of our republic will fall to we winter soldiers and dark of not patriots willing to risk our lives through infection or other hazards in order to exercise our enfranchisement and our rights to not only life but to those things which make life worthwhile liberty and the pursuit of happiness to quote the greatest of all americans doesn't matter what the press says doesn't matter what the politicians or the mobs say doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something wrong is something right. This nation was founded on one principle above all else. The requirement that we stand up for what we believe, no matter the odds or the consequences. When the mob and the press and the whole world tell you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree beside the river of truth and tell the whole world, no, you move. And you know who said that, Andy? Who? Captain fucking America. <laughs> America, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So obviously that is today's topic. Captain America, fuck yeah. Or maybe we'll call it, that's America's ass. We're, we're still deciding on that one. Well, I mean, you know it's going to be a clean ass with all the toilet paper that's being bought. I mean, he might have run out. Who knows if he was a prepper that stockpiled. We need to care about America's ass. Make sure it's clean. Amen. So uh, let's get directly into uh, Captain America and his clean ass. What do you think are his powers, performance uh, in the bedroom, his personality, and is he incorporating that ass into his performance in the bedroom at all? Um, I, I believe his stamina would be ab above all top-notch. Like he could, he 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 make he probably make Peggy, you know, just come all night, you know. He definitely has high stamina, and I guess we gotta clarify which version of Captain America we're talking about. If we're talking mm. about traditional, 
you know, old school, written by Stanley, MCU Captain America, or not MCU, just Marvel Comics Captain America. His only powers were peak human fitness. Like, he was as fast as the fastest Olympian will ever be. He was as strong as the strongest weightlifter will ever be. But no faster, no stronger, no more endurance. If you're talking about Ultimate Captain America, which the MCU Captain America is based off of, and really the modern, he can, like, bench press a Toyota. Like, he is much stronger than any natural human being. He cannot physically get drunk, like... So, yeah. <laughs> it, it all depends. I think really the question is not a matter of his powers, though, but about his personality and how that affects his performance. I don't think the man with the mayor's ass is doing any ass stuff ever at all. No butt stuff, huh? No butt stuff. I mean, yeah, um, he's a man of the 1940s. Think about it. Uh, is he all missionary, or, I mean, does he occasionally go crazy and do a doggy style, or maybe a reverse cowgirl? I don't think he's necessarily as milquetoast as a Clark Kent, per se, but I don't think he's as adventurous as anyone modern, especially like a Tony Stark or whatnot. I think that the regular social mores of the 1940s are those that he's going to adhere to. I don't think Captain America's ever looked at porn. He, he, here's the thing. He he has he he's very well read. You know he reads a lot of stuff. So what are the chances of him reading Kama Sutra? Yeah, I mean that really wasn't popularized in the West until the rest of Eastern philosophy and mysticism came over here. You're talking about like the flower children of the 1960s. As well read as he was, I don't think that's you know what he was reading back in like the late 30s, early 40s. Maybe, maybe his mind's been expanded a little bit, you know, once he got unfrozen, but mm -hmm. I, I think his personality in the bedroom is just as cold as he was in the North Atlantic all those decades. Now I wonder, you know, was he circumcised? Oh, almost surely not. No. So he's, he's got the full mm -hmm. flap. Wow. Yeah. Not something I want to picture. And in fact, maybe that should have been like one of the casting parameters for the MCU actors when they were going. You know how the casting directors now are all very particular, like, you know, in what race they cast the actor and all that. Maybe to keep it very authentic, of that, yeah. they should have said only uncircumcised actors. Ooh. Now, I, I'm wondering, is Chris Evans circumcised? I'm not wondering that. I don't want to know that, ever. <laughs> yeah, I... I I don't need this to be a Thundergrown Express situation. I don't need the MCU actors hanging down. So, all right, let's get right into uh, his love interests across all media, starting with, I think, the one most people are most familiar with, Margaret Carter, a.k.a. Peggy. In the comics, she was introduced in 1966 in Tales of Suspense, number 77, in flashbacks, retconning her into a World War II love interest of Steve Rogers. So, even though Steve Rogers was around since 1940-something, like, uh, even though she was his World War II love interest, she wasn't actually in those World War II-era comics. She played a much more prominent role in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where she was introduced as a British agent of the Strategic Scientific Reserve and instrumental in the training of Steve Rogers prior to him taking the Super Soldier Serum, during which he spent many a night in his bunk raising his flagpole to her old-timey photograph. <laughs> Not that he was the only one. Pinups of Carter were painted on the sides of more aircrafts than shark teeth and angry eyes. 
She also did fondue with Howard Stark, which was their code word for fuck it, because it's fun to do. <laughs> Immediately prior to his final mission, she kissed Steve Rogers, then promptly sent him off to die a virgin. After losing the love of her life, she became married to her job, becoming a founding member and eventually director of the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division, which is quite a mouthful. We'll have to figure out a way to shorten that. Maybe an acronym or something. Following the Tom Host of Endgame, Steve Rogers stays with her upon returning the last Infinity Stone to 1970. Which, think about for one second. Assuming Peggy was 29, the same age as Hallie Atwell, in 1945, that means in 70, she was 54 years old. Assuming Rogers was 30, same as Chris Evans, in 45, and didn't age during his suspended animation, he gets unfrozen in 2012. By Endgame, say in 2023, he's the equivalent of 41 years old. She's basically 13 years older than him. That's a hell of an age gap. The opposite would make sense, of course. I regularly date women 12 years younger than me. But 13 years older is inconceivable. Unless it's Amy Jo Johnson, the original Pink Power Ranger, who <laughs> I have asked out. <laughs> to be fair, Carter obviously held up from what we saw her in 1970, but for how much longer than that? We know that since Sharon is her great niece, and since it's never specified how that family tree branches, Peggy could have had a direct niece who'd have been Sharon's mom, and I think you know where I'm going with this. If Steve is unwed to Peggy's niece when he's sharing his super soldier serum with her in 1985, then their bastard would have her mother's last name instead of being a Rogers. Admittedly, the way time travel works in the MCU, there aren't really any causal paradoxes a la Philip J. Fry becoming his own grandfather. But we have to at least entertain the possibility that Steve Rogers was genetically related to Sharon Carter when they were making out. Speaking of Sharon Carter, Andy, why don't you take it away? Okay, so we all remember Sharon Carter from uh, from the MCU films, but uh, she's been around a lot longer than that. Uh, Sharon Carter, a.k.a. Agent 13, was introduced in 1966 Tales of Suspense number 75. Just two issues before Peggy, uh, she was originally the younger sister of Peggy Carter, then her niece, now her grandniece. And by the time we're old men, she'll be retconned as a distant descendant of Peggy who died long before Sharon was even born. Uh, let's see. Okay, so all of Steve's, uh, all to Steve's chagrin, uh, as the moving timetable has long precluded the possibility of incestuous threesomes with Peggy and Sharon, Sh Sharon is an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., specifically Agent 13, which one would presume uh, that the lower the number, the higher the rank, with Agent Number 1 being the best. Yeah. Um, she was one of Cap's earliest love interests, um, one of his first known to, uh, to know his actual secret identity. As with every comic character, she died, got better, and they resumed their relationship uh, circa the time Bucky Barnes' existence as Winter Soldier first became known. We remember that in the movie. Um, 
So their relationship became strained following the uh, superhero Civil War as Cap, on his way to his trial, was shot point blank in the abdomen three times by Sharon, which, no matter how hot the girl is, her assassinating me is always a deal breaker. It's so true. Thankfully, the bullets only killed his body, with secondary effect of sending Steve's mind bouncing through history. At the same time, Sharon discovers that she's been under hypnotic suggestion by Dr. Faustus, but doesn't break free from his control until after she stabs herself in the womb and induces a miscarriage of her and Roger's love child. All of this had ultimately been part of Red Skull's elaborate machination to take control of Captain America's body himself, which he succeeded in doing so, though is defeated as always. Sharon and Steve are finally free to live happily ever after, at least until he reveals that he's been secretly a sleeper agent the whole time. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra! The movies never really go any place with the character. Uh, sad. Though Steve at least locked lips with his old Flames grandniece. If when I'm his age, I'm still making out with the granddaughters of former Flames, I might be able to die a happy man. Likewise. Uh, I don't think we've talked about this because we haven't really recorded in 20... 20 so far this is the first time i think but uh i actually broke my previous record this january i was dating a 20 year old girl 14 years younger than me so there, there's hope for me uh fulfilling that bucket item list of one day dating a girl half my age wow <laughs> all right yep so me and steve rogers we're birds of a feather all right speaking of birds and bees let's get into janet pym Knee Janet Van Dyne, a.k.a. The Wasp, or at least the ultimate version thereof. As with her 616 counterpart, she was married to Hank Pym. But Steve Rogers wouldn't be much of a super soldier if he let something as small as a wedding ring stop him in his tracks. But long before her relationship to either met, Janet roomed with Betsy Ross during undergrad, and so we must assume somewhere in the gutter space between the panels that the two college co-eds explore the outer edges of their budding sexuality with one another, as all female college roommates do. It's just science. She afterwards married Hank Pym, and if casual comic fans know anything about their marriage, it's that Hank is a wife-beater. After Janet and Hank get into a domestic dispute about her kissing Captain America on national television in the aftermath of a Hulk attack, Hank backhands her across the jaw, seemingly breaking it. When she shrunk down to the size of a wasp to avoid further blows, he took out a can of Raid and sprayed her like a bug. Which, of course, offended Steve's 1940s-era sense of honor. So, Cap tracked down Hank, forced him to grow into Giant Man, and still proceeded to kick his ass all the same. And to really rub it in, he then proceeded to almost immediately start dating his wife while they're still married. Fuck yeah. Of course, despite the fact that he looks like Brad Pitt, Steve still has a social circle and sensibilities of a man in his 90s, which wears on Wasp pretty quickly. She compared it to dating her grandfather, with Steve pointing out that he was probably about 10 years older than her granddad. Surprisingly, she soon starts cheating on Captain Frickin' America with her physically abusive, estranged husband. In the words of Leslie Nope, bitches be crazy. All right, and let's talk about the other uh, 
ultimate uh, universe love interest of Captain America, Gail Richards. Gail Richards. In the Ultimate Universe Earth 1610, scrawny Steve Rogers was engaged to Gail Richards before ever consuming the super soldier serum. She not only loved him despite looking like an anorexic prepubescent boy with a weak jawline, when the opportunity came for him to undergo the six months of steroids and surgery which would transform him into Captain America, she actually wanted him to turn it down. Of course, becoming Captain America is the reason they were separated for over half a century as he was presumed dead after falling into the North Atlantic, but not before sabotaging a Nazi nuclear warhead headed straight for America. When he did awake in the, 20, in the early 21st century, it was very much a while-you-were-sleeping type scenario. Bucky, far from becoming the Winter Soldier, in, instead committed to equally heinous crime of stealing Cap's girl, so that when Steve is unfrozen, he finds that his best friend is married to his former fiancée, and if it weren't weird enough, he attaches himself to them as a third wheel in what I hope was never a tricycle. Devil's threesomes are gross enough, but make two participants geriatric and the whole situation borders on two girls, one cup levels of gross. Amen to that. Yeah, now, old people should not be consummating, like, seriously. <laughs> what, what was that? What uh, You can go to the website Lemon Party or something like that? What website is that? <laughs> you don't, don't, don't go. It's a thing where it's like a, you put it in like lemon party or something dot com and it sends you a site where like three old geriatric men are like giving each other blowjobs. Oh my god, gross. It's, okay, it's one of those it's one of those things you send people to like uh it's like rick rolling them and stuff. With women, nature has a biological way of saying this is when you're ready to start being sexually active and this is when you should stop. And when menopause pauses permanently, like their sexual ability to reproduce that's when they should stop you know getting it on is sex only about procreating no sex isn't about procreating i've thought about getting a vasectomy before but still that's just nature's way of saying okay you're over the bend well no that just means that she's not able to produce children but doesn't mean her sex drive isn't gone men's sex drive for her is gone that's why I don't think there's ever a thing as erectile dysfunction. I think it's just called old ugly wife disorder. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, it's true. Uh, that's not to say, wait, you were at that one hotel party I threw. Remember uh, Newcomb, who basically looks like the British version of Captain America, like blonde hair, square jawline, super handsome? Uh-huh. So do you remember what he was trying to sell us at that party? Like, no. Cialis or Viagra, like, he takes, like, ED medication. Not that he has ED, but just as, like, a performance enhancer. His, no, his super soldier serum for uh, the bedroom. But then, you remember what happened when he uh, took the Russian uh, possibly spot oh, back. now I remember, yes, he pissed the bed. <laughs> no, he pooped the bed. Oh, wait. I thought it was that he pissed in her bed. No, he defecated. He straight up fucking pooped her bed. Oh, Jesus. I know, right? All right, let's move on to the casting couch. I don't know if any of that is going into the actual version of, like, this that comes out online because, yeah, this is a little X-rated right now. <laughs> well, it should be. This is an adult conversation about the sexual lives of superheroes. 
and real life superheroes, including the cowboy. Oh, that's true. True. Yeah. All right. That same Russian uh, spy. I got to second base with her at a bar. Really? Really. Nice. Wait. So nothing ever happened, man. She's like, it's like there's always something that could happen when you're when you're with her. You just gotta get drunk enough or something. Something's gotta happen, and she's like immediately will go back with, home with you. Uh, I mean, getting drunk enough is always my plan. Other than now that we're in quarantine, like <laughs> this is the first time I've been drunk since the coronavirus hit. But uh, anyway, let's get into the casting couch, Andy. Who would you say is the most attractive actress to portray one of Captain America's love interests in live action? And let me give you some options. Mm -hmm. Option number one, Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter. Number two, Emily Van Camp, Sharon Carter. Mm -hmm. Also in the MCU, even though she's not an MCU love interest, but we just talked about her, Michelle Pfeiffer as Janet Van Dyne. And finally... This girl isn't really from the uh, comics, but she was in the MCU. She kisses Captain America in the first Avenger. Natalie Dormer as Lorraine. You remember, she's the one that kisses him in thankful first service, and then, like, Haley Atwell's was like, ooh, well, I guess it didn't take you long to find a dancing partner. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that was Natalie Dormer from Game of Thrones, like, before her being in Game of Thrones. She, she reminds me of Jesse Andrews, that porn star. I don't know that I know Jesse Andrews. She's uh, very attractive. She she retired, I think. Oh, she turned 30? <laughs> uh, I think 27 or something like that. <laughs> no, women could be caught up until their 27s or 8s. I still watch Lisa Ann. Oh my god, Lisa Ann. Like, she's still, like... I mean, she was a MILF back in the days of Sarah Palin. She did, a, like, a porn parody of Sarah Palin. Yes! And she was already a MILF back then. But she, Lisa Anna's still a MILF now. She holds yeah. up. But, oh my God, you're right. This Jesse Andrews, yeah. She absolutely uh, is a Natalie Dormer. I know. Like. And if you actually watch some of the videos of her, you'd be like, ooh. <laughs> She's got the nicest looking pussy in the world. Just going to say. You know, I got to say, this girl I think is prettier than Natalie Dormer. Jesse Andrews? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, her eyes aren't as, like, weird. Yeah. As for prettiest pussy in the world, I'd have to go with Emily Bloom. Or, uh, Allison Angel. Sounds familiar, yeah. Oh, she was, like, back when we were in high school. She was, like, our age. Or, like, I, I like a, uh, uh, shit, that one, uh, she's, she's an actress, um, uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. Anyways, uh, anyways, uh, move on. Um, okay, so of Google all the actresses, Google oh, Allison Angel pussy. Allison. <laughs> no, I, I I gotta stick with my first choice. I'm going with uh, Emily Bloom. Oh, Emily Bloom. Yeah, yes, she is quite cute. Ooh, that is. But no, no, I, I'm talking as just the nicest pussy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, all right. Anyways, um. Of all those four actresses, which one do I think is the hottest? Yeah. Haley Atwell. Oh, by a mile. I, I don't... I think that is objective. I don't think that's subjective to any... I think you ask 99 out of 100 guys, they're all going to say 
Haley Atwell is the most attractive there. She has got the prettiest face. She has got that seriously 1940s era pinup girl body, face, hair, you know, Her makeup. Tits are like, big oh. and huge and just nice. Yeah, like she's got it. And she's a woman for any era. Like she would be pretty. She is pretty nowadays. Yeah. She would have been pretty back then. Like she is just timeless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I've actually looked at some of the pictures back of the women of the women back in the day, and it's they're homely. Oh, mm. are they really? Well, if you look at like just regular everyday women, even some of the most beautiful women who didn't have to put on a lot of makeup, like uh, Holly Berry, like or somebody that doesn't put on a lot of makeup and can still look beautiful. They you always go to Halle Berry. I never think that's a good like go to. Well, back in the day, back in the day, she was actually like, she 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 had this one where she never wore makeup or something like that, and you could she still had a pretty face. She had smooth, clear skin. That doesn't mean she was all that great looking. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay. All right, so Halle well, Atwell, obviously. Who's your number two? Uh, I would have to say. Uh, and remember, with Michelle Pfeiffer, we're going MCU era Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Not um, necessarily like okay. back in Batman Returns as Catwoman. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna have to go with Haley Atwell. Oh, I'm sorry. So it's Haley Atwell. Then it's gonna be Sharon Carter. Emily Van Camp. Completely agree. I had a crush on her ever since like the pilot of One Tree Hill. Never saw it past the pilot, but like, yeah, she's she's a good looking girl. I can't believe Steve was such a cuck that, like, she was living next to him and he never asked her out. Don't believe the rule from How I Met Your Mother, the platinum rule, never love thy neighbor, where it says don't shit where you eat, like, don't ask a neighbor or coworker out on a date. Like, no. If there's someone hot, it doesn't matter if they're your human resources director at work or if they're, like, a roommate with him. You like split rent or like no matter who they are how close they are to you unless they are genetically related to you they are you know in play doesn't matter if it's your best friend's wife like whatever uh no no, i agree i agree um and even like like all right so i I would say sharon to be next and then it'd have to be natalie dormer and then um michelle pfeiffer just because michelle pfeiffer has gotten a little bit older i mean back uh scar face and back in the day man she had a tight little body she was cute. Yeah, but it's just we're talking about like 2010s, 2020s era yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, who, honestly, despite what I just said like a little while ago about, you know, women aging out of sexuality, yeah, I'd still hit that. That's that's a gilf. That's a granny I'd like to fuck. <laughs> gilf. <laughs> gilf. All right. Do you remember where that word came from, MILF? MILF came from the very first American Pie, like the first five minutes of it, at Stifler's party. You know who said it? Uh, It was the Asian guy who uh, became very... John Cho. Yeah, John Cho. He played, eventually played Sulu. It's just like one of those things, like, I remember that from 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. Who of us didn't see that movie in theaters? I think every single teenager. It was a coming of age movie. That's like a, a Days to Confused or a. It was our Animal House, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad we had it. Oh, amen. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Super Sexy Podcast. 
feel free to email us at the address supersexypodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter via the handle at supersexypod or on the Super Sexy Podcast Facebook page. See y'all. See ya.